What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I wanna to talk about why you get so many bad beats in poker. People are asking me about this all the time, and more importantly, how to fix it. So make sure you stick around till the end because I'm going to give you a simple fix to try to end this problem once and for all. All right, but let's jump into it first. Why do you get so many bad beats in poker? Well, it's actually pretty simple. The reason why you get so many bad beats at the poker table is because you're playing in good games. Now, what do I mean by good games? I mean games that are full of a lot of amateur poker players who play a lot of bad hands, who chase every draw, who call you down with bottom pair, you know what I'm talking about. There's no doubt that you've encountered poker players like this many times, and the simple fact is, is when they're in there with all of these bad hands, chasing all of these bad draws, they're eventually going to hit it. It's just simple math. You know, even if you've got pocket aces and they hit their bottom pair with a 10-2 offsuit or something like that, even if they call you the whole way, they've still got 15% chance or so to hit their other 10 or their other two on the river. So we all know that this is going to happen sometime. You know, it's not a shocker when a 15% chance comes through and this is something that we need to understand about the game of poker is that people almost always have a chance to win. There's almost never a time in poker when you have somebody what we call drawing dead which means that they have zero statistical chance to win the pot. This is actually the beautiful thing about poker is that anybody can win. You know, you could sit down and you can play against Daniel Negreanu or Phil Ivey, and you could actually just go all in pre-flop every single hand, and you will still have equity against, you know, some of the best poker players in the world, because that's how the game is set up. It's set up that way so that bad players, I often talk about throwing them a bone, you know, giving them something to celebrate about, to get happy about sometimes. This is why the game is so profitable. This is why they keep coming back for more. You know, you compare poker to a game like chess, for example, which has absolutely no element of luck in the short run or long run. Amateurs are not going to keep coming back again and again because they're just going to lose to a higher ranked player. The difference with poker, of course, is there is a large element of short-term luck which allows the bad players to get lucky sometimes to give you what we refer to as a bad beat and ultimately keep them in the game, keep them bringing more money into the industry and making sure that this game stays profitable. Now, how do you stop bad beats from happening? Well, there's one simple way to stop bad beats from happening and that's to go play in poker games full of world-class professionals versus people who never make large mistakes versus people who only play good hands pre-flop who you know never chase a bad draw after the flop or highly disciplined good poker players now you might have noticed that I'm speaking a little bit tongue-in-cheek here because there's one simple problem with this we don't make money in games versus other really strong poker players in fact if making money in poker is a goalie or is that those should be the last games that you want to play in but a lot of poker players have this kind of myth in their head I've heard this and seen this many times before that if I just jump up to higher stakes games where they respect my raises and, and I play against, you know, players who aren't wild and unpredictable, then all of a sudden, 
sudden I'm going to start making big profits in poker. And guys need to understand that's just not true on any level at all. While I know it can be incredibly frustrating in the moments to play against these quote unquote wild and unpredictable players that give you so many bad beats, this is in fact why the game is so profitable. And it's really because as I mentioned before, you know, yeah, they do have some equity in the pot. They've got their 15%, their 20%, but that means you've got 85% or 80% equity to win the pot. And we all know simple math that who's going to win most of the time, right? Whereas if you play against really strong players, you're just simply not going to get an edge like this. And this is why your odds of actually winning in those games, unless you happen to be a world-class professional yourself, you know, are very low. So this is really why one of the biggest things you need to do if you want to have long-term success in poker is really almost make peace with bad beats or at least try to at least accept why they occur on a deeper level in this game and really do what I talk about is knowing what you signed up for even before you sit down to play poker. You know, I do a lot of sort of visualization and meditation practices both before and after sessions. I've worked with my clients in the past as well, teaching them how to do this kind of stuff. And one of the biggest sort of mental techniques that I've walked them through is being prepared to simply get a lot of bad beats, coolers, setups, etc. before you even sit down to play poker. You know, if you're already, I mean, you can literally say, I'm going to take 10 bad beats this session and I'm going to be okay with that. Like this is a way to, I think, mentally train your brain to not be shocked when it happens in the moment. Understand what you signed up for on poker. When you sit down at the poker table, you're going to play a hand of poker against another human being. And like I said before, there's almost zero chance that they're going to have 0% equity in the hands. doesn't matter what hand they have. They're almost always going to have some card on the river that is going to be able to be your hand even if you've got pocket aces or pocket kings and we really need to be prepared for this and to accept this also not get what I call married to these big hands like this pocket aces pocket kings are the biggest ones that I've found with especially with my clients in the past that they have the biggest problem with and that is because they feel almost like they have like a license to print money with these hands that you know they they waited patiently and I think you only get pocket aces like one out of 220 hands or something like that. They've waited so long for their big hand and wouldn't you know it, the bad player calls with their 3-5 offsuit again and hits their lucky extra three on the river and beats their pocket aces again. And this is really the point that sets a lot of people off on tilt that sends some, you know, the crazy rants that we see on the internet of my pocket aces got cracked 15 times in a row. And I really think that this comes down to once again, a sense of poker's supposed to be fair. You know, I'm supposed to be able to print money when I get these hands. Unfortunately, guys, this is not the way it works. And I really think that's why it's important to be prepared for that before we even sit down. Just because everybody loves getting dealt their pocket aces or their pocket kings or their ace king, but even these hands are going to lose sometimes. You do not have a license to print money just because you get dealt a really good hand or just because you flop a straight or you flop a flush. Those hands are not unbeatable unless you 
literally flop a royal flush and we all know how often that's going to happen, you are going to lose sometimes. And sometimes it's going to happen again and again and again in a short period of time. You know, if you ever want to do a sort of thought experiment, I've actually done this before and I hope you're really bored if you want to do this, is just sit down and take a, a quarter or a coin, whatever, and just start flipping it. Coins, quarters, in at least in Canada and America, it's like heads or tails, right? And, you know, just write down, you know, how many times in a row it comes heads, tails, or whatever. And we all know this is a 50-50% chance of, of either, right? And I've done this before. I've sat down, I've, I've literally flipped a coin 500 times in a row, and I had stretches in that time where I got tails, you know, eight times in a row, or heads seven times in a row, and that doesn't seem rational. That doesn't seem logical, but you can see it right in front of your eyes. I think this is a really good thought experiment for a lot of poker players because it really shows you the power of what we call variance and understanding that we talked about before that people are going to have say 15% equity, 15% chance to win the pot, you know, that can happen multiple times in a row. It's not exactly beyond the realms of mathematics. It's going to happen. Sometimes it's going to happen three times in a row, five times in a row, 10 times in a row. Play enough hands of poker and you will see more crazy stuff. That's basically what I always talk about. I play 10 million hands of poker. I've seen stuff that does not seem even remotely possible. It seems like this is completely rigged. But if you understand math and statistics, even on a basic level, you don't have to study at a college level or anything, you will understand that as you increase the sample size, you're going to see more statistical anomalies that are going to happen within that sample that are going to be weirder and weirder, and you're going to swear it's all rigged, and you get more bad beats than everyone. But guys, honestly, it just boils down to math at the end of the day. Why do you get so many bad beats in poker? Well, it's because it's actually a good thing. It means you're playing in games with a lot of bad poker players, which is how we make the money in this game. And how do you fix it? Well, you fix it by going and playing against a bunch of world-class professionals. But guess what? You're not going to win in poker by playing against players like that who don't make these large fundamental mistakes. We make the money in poker versus the bad players who play all the bad hands, who chase all the draws, who call you down with their bottom pair. And while I know it can be frustrating sometimes when they're going to hit their miracle card against you, you know, the math will sort itself out in the end. And this is how we make the real money in this game. Make sure you let me know if you're getting too many bad beats in the comments below. And have you found any way to uh, make bad beats go away? I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you want to know my complete strategy, strategy for beating small and mid-stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.